Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from... Location Bravo. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Earl, I think my, I think my headsets are on backwards. I think I can hold on. Yeah, you sound good to me. Hold on. Yeah, just flip your ears around. Don't flip worry about ears. it. I think there. There we go. That's better. Okay. All right. Uh, we get to bring. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, my name is Mike. I will be, uh, you know, just uh, just pointing us in the right direction if I can, if I remember to stay awake uh, throughout the <laughs> remainder of the program here. Two hours with you. Uh, I do not do this program by myself by any means. Couldn't do it. Uh, let me go around the room and introduce you to my fellow compatriot on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. Good to see you, sir. How are, how are things in the, in the week of Earl? Very good. Very good for me. Uh, in, in my line of work, boring is good. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, I had I had just a little bit of excitement because somebody else had a lot of excitement. Oh, oh, do tell. My my little bit of excitement was a traffic slowdown. Okay. Basically, pretty much a stoppage okay. on southbound I seventy five, and once I finally f- came up to the scene, I found out why. Somebody else's big excitement is they they decided to take their borderline bus motorhome right off. Through, with a jaunt through the woods, just a good old boy for about fifty to seventy-five yards. Never meaning no harm. Yeah, yeah. But it looked to still be in one piece, and okay. it was upright. So oh wow! They didn't get no air. Didn't get no air time. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't look like it. Okay. Didn't look. Like, but it was it was wedged in amongst the trees, pretty good. Them uh, them motorhomes, folks. If you've never seen one of them come apart, um, when they let go, they just let go. I oh, mean, you got yeah. you got like. Dude holding a steering wheel right in a frame <laughs> is what you got left. Because it's like aluminum and thin panel. You know, it's, yeah. it's maybe 3 uh, of wood if there's anything in there at all. Uh, and they frame it with the one-by-ones or one-by-twos yeah. when I mean, they do it's, it. It's not built for off-roading. No. It was barely built for roading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen them come apart in a windstorm. You yeah. know, just yeah. Somebody leave a window open going down the street and... And then uh, it catches in one direction. Just wow, where to go? Uh, well, that's good. That's good. Uh, th- th- I mean, uh, hopefully nobody was uh, was was hurt or injured. Um, there weren't any meat wagons on scene, yeah. so 
either either it had been long past or no injuries. And I'm I'm gonna hope for no injuries. Listen, speaking of injuries, if you're if you're not paying attention to the news today, and I know it's uh, it's easy to do on a weekend. Uh, I know we've got uh, we got listeners up in uh, in Louisville and in Kentucky area, in and around Fort Knox and everything, and the Boundary Oak up there. Um, a couple of giant tornadoes have touched down in uh, outside that area, and they're, they're thinking at this point maybe up to a hundred people have been killed. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, I think at last I saw was seventy confirmed, and they expect more up to a hundred. So, mm. so you know, just what they call us. You know, I don't know what we can do, but you know, yeah. Uh, we, 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 you know, we always say thoughts and prayers, but that don't mean a lot. If you need something, call us. Right, we'll, right. we'll put it on the radio. Maybe we can get a little, you know, some donation station put, for put, something yeah, like going that, or put put people in connection with each other. Exactly, or. exactly right. And then the other one I saw, one that you know, just reading that story to get the latest on it, is the uh, uh, there's an Amazon warehouse in Illinois somewhere. Um, they collapsed with like a hundred people inside of it. Oh wow! And they've already got deaths confirmed there, but they don't know how many. Ugh. So it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know, you know, it's, I'm going to blame it on Biden, but, uh, <laughs> just because we can, but I uh, just, man, it just, what a, what a horrible, horrible tragedies. And, uh, yeah. you know, pr- pr- I mean, it's the truth, you know, you, you pray for the, the families and for those that are, yeah. uh, yep. those victims. So, um, let's see, let's see what we got going on here. Um, uh, got to get some good news, right? We're, we're, yeah, we're, so got to bring it back up a little bit. It brought, brought us yeah, down right yeah, out the gate. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, you know what? They only got only got up to go, baby. <laughs> Can only go up from here. Wow, you're doing really good. Yeah, did you see how low the bar was set? Yeah, that's Can it. Can only yeah. go anywhere but yeah. up. Hey, anytime I show up with pants on, you know, it's a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've remembered what I'm supposed to remember. Um, we got some confirmations for SHOT Show. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you're definitely going to see... Uh, uh, you're gonna see myself, right? There you go. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Um, uh, Earl is going to be there. Yes. Confirmed. Confirmed. Yes. Earl's going to be there. Uh, also confirmed going to be there is uh, uh, a Craig Deleuze. Oh boy, the train just ran off the rails right yep, there. Yep. Craig Deleuze, and then the uh, the fourth wheel uh, for this event. It's going to be uh, Wild Bill, Wild Bill Condon, uh, Wild Bill, Billy. Oh, Billy, okay. the, Billy the Marine. He's a uh, he's the videographer for Craig Deleuze. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen him in years. It's been a little while. Been a little yes. while. Yes, so Billy will be joining us. Oh, yeah. this is going to be a nightmare already. Yeah, I can yeah, tell. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be so much time. I'm not going to remember. That's the bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. There'll be plenty of people with photos, you know, and videos. Yeah. You know? yeah. Hey, do you remember that? No, I don't. Hold yeah. on. Let me back up. I, I don't remember that. Listen, I want, I want people to understand. That's because. Earl works so hard and long that, uh, you know, by the third or fourth day, we've had no sleep because we're just working around the clock and that you just tend to zone out. And that's why uh, he doesn't re, uh, remember those handcuffs or. The, <laughs> the, uh, listen, we had that happen once. Or, uh, not, or, not, not handcuffs, but uh, we uh, we all went. I guess we get a quick. It's a quick story. Um, yeah. We all Hopefully went. You can make it quick. Went to. Uh, uh, back when Nevada and Las Vegas was not uh, a reciprocal state to Florida, right? And, and for, it, for concealed for carry. concealed carry, and in fact, um, the, the Clark County had its own in addition to the state. So if you wanted to carry Nevada, you could, but then if you wanted to carry in Clark County, you had to get the Clark County blue card, right? Which is not like New York City. You can get a state permit, but if you don't get the New York City permit, you can't carry in New York City, right? Um, 
So we arranged ahead of time. We got, I think there was 15 or 20 of us. We got a big class together. We all got there. Um, and then we finished the class on the Sunday, I think, when we came into town. Yes. Um, and we had to make an appointment to go get our fingerprints and pictures taken down at uh, LVMPD. Yeah, at the police station. Yes. And, and the earliest was like Wednesday morning at like 8 in the morning or 9 in the morning. Yes. Well, about Tuesday night, about 4, one of, one of us says, we should probably slow down drinking. We're going to the police department in a couple hours to get our pictures taken <laughs> and fingerprints. Anyway, they loved us. The women there, we had a great time. We gave them T-shirts. You know, it was, you know, they, they, they knew the radio show, and it was, it was all a good time. But Kevin Maxwell, the attorney, got a phone call or something and, or, or got a text and posted, I'm at the police station getting the guys now to call you back later. And that started the whole. Oh, yeah. You know, his, his phone was blowing up for three hours. <laughs> What do you mean you're at the, what do you mean that everybody's at the police station? What's going on? Yeah. We all went to get photos and fingerprinted yeah. for our carry permits. Yep. Oh, oh, okay. We figured it was Vegas, so right, right. you know, stereotypical everybody got busted and arrested. Which is the first time I think when the you know, the cops have said, Would you like to call your lawyer? And I went, uh, I don't need to call him. Hey, hey, Kevin, hey, they want to yeah. talk to you. Wake up. Throw, <laughs> throw out an elbow and bump him. Hey, they want to talk to they you. They want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, I'm sleeping. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hey, listen, we got a good show coming up for you today. We've got uh, Major Bill Street joining a second hour if he's not in the middle of violating rights or at a hockey game. Uh, and then uh, Earl, Earl and I here, we got, we got a bunch of gun stories today. Yeah, we do. Get some good gun stuff. So stick around. We'll be back to Arms Room Radio after the break. Man, the photos on our carry permits look it. <laughs> The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. 
Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. One minute. Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. Earl, before we get into the program, just some very... Very, very important news we're going to be following throughout the program. Um, Army's up seven over Navy in the first quarter. Army's up seven over Navy in the first quarter. Nice, nice. There we go. Go Army, beat Navy. There we go, just for the record. Uh, Let's see, let's see. uh, Here we got, um, where are we going to go with the story today? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to take off to? The the Army-Navy game threw me. I'm just sitting here like, oh, we should probably do one work. I'm like, no, the Army-Navy game's on. Um, How about the 357s? We usually save guns till the end of the program. I think we jump on it right at the the beginning. Spend some time here. We we go straight to some some high-quality firearms. High-quality firearms. Now, once again, like we always do, we will discuss with you what the author says, and then we'll give you what Earl and I think is better than what the author says. Just because you know we, you know, it's our show. <laughs> it's a, perks of the yeah, yeah. perks of having your own show. Yeah. He he might have published a story on the internet, but yeah, we, we got microphones. You're listening to us. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's take a look here. Let's take a look here. We have the uh, five best 357 magnums on the planet today. Well, I mean, I, I like that it says on the planet today, Earl. But um, that, does he make it? Does that mean it's One's currently being produced, or the one's still out there? Yeah, you or never know. Never know. Uh, one of the most persistent handgun calibers of the past 100 years, a 357 Magnum. Uh, those that are into uh, the metric system, that's 9 by 33 millimeter. <laughs> um, cartridge was for decades the most powerful commercially available round. Right? Who did you hear that from? Uh, he wasn't talking about 357. He was talking about 44 Magnum. Right, but remember his... De- rem- Detective Harry Callahan. Remember what, the gun he had in the first movie, though? He carried a 357 in the first movie. Oh, he did? It wasn't until the 44 Automag came out that he switched to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It invented in 1934. Uh, cartridge uh, developed by leading firearms authorities quickly became the round of uh, 
revolver enthusiasts, law enforcement, and military forces worldwide. So listen, folks, in a span of 50 years, the 38 caliber round, and we had the 38 uh, super, right, which right. is not super. Um, you had you had the, uh, uh, the and was it the thirty? I'm sorry, the thirty eight special. Special. There's the thirty eight Smith and Wesson S and W, and that's the one. There's a thirty eight S and W short. Anyway, the thirty eight that the military was using at the turn of the century in, in, in nineteen hundred and nineteen oh one during the Spanish American War. This right. is one of the reasons that the the the, the nineteen eleven came along. Yeah, was a thirty eight yep. right was a thirty eight revolver, and it had. A feet per second rate of somewhere between eight and eight hundred and fifty feet per second. Subsonic. Not only subsonic, but uh, you got to throw it out of the gun. When you shoot the trigger, <laughs> you got to wing it. You got to just zip it, zip it at him. You know. Yeah. Um, it was not enough to stop um, the the insurgent forces there that were chewing on the local happy plants. Yeah. On, uh, and on feel, the battlefield. Yeah. And feeling no pain. Okay. Um, so. Because we're also talking about military ball ammo as well. Yes, yes. You know, hollow points hadn't been, ain't been thought of yet. Correct. You mean the exploding bullets? Oh, yeah. No, we're, <laughs> we're not in that courtroom. <laughs> um, or in that McDonald's now where he works. Uh, <laughs> a prosecutor. That's it. Isn't it true that if you have fries that are hot, <laughs> that they could kill someone? <laughs> a, yeah, but they taste so much better. Yeah, right, right. Um, so... You have the uh, the thirty eight, which was not a great uh, a, a great round at the, at the at the onset. Now it became a thirty eight uh, thirty eight Smith and Wesson. Uh, it became a very nice round. Uh, but somebody said, uh, "Wow, that is a good round. <laughs> we could still do it bigger." <laughs> yeah. um, but wait, they, there's more. Yeah, they, so they they lengthened it. They lengthened the case of the cartridge, uh, and it and they, it created this three fifty seven Magnum. So thirty eight Special became the three fifty seven Magnum. Now for many years. Listen, uh, law enforcement went to the 357 Magnum, and then people started panicking because it would, you know, shoot through engine blocks, you know, buildings. So guys had, would carry, and I remember carrying the Smith & Wesson 686, which is a 357 rated firearm, but we can only carry the 38 plus P pluses in it. Right. Right. I, I, think it, I, I, I think the 357 Magnum in that aspect suffered like the 10 millimeter. Yes. They wanted a, a, a potent platform but then there, there were repercussions the, uh, of you know everyday law enforcement life you you may have to engage a bad guy where you don't have a hundred percent perfectly clear background and you were getting pass-throughs so now potentially an innocent bystander is being injured uh because you have to uh uh have to take out the bad guy right, right. so they started going with you know, downloading or, you know, the beauty of a 357 being is built on a 38. Yep. The platform itself could just, you know, if it's rated 357, just throw 38s in it. Yeah. Same way with a 10 millimeter. Yep. You know, they, they uh, it was too much power, so just throw 40 S&W in there. That was it. So the first one, and I, I've got to agree with this, uh, this so far I'm all right with this, is the Smith & Wesson Model 27. Yeah. Um, and this looks... Uh, it's your standard, uh, you know, 1960s, 1970s uh, Smith and Wesson firearm. This one's in the uh, in the blue, uh, and it's uh, uh, it's it's a it's a good size, full size gun. Like I said, that'd be with the K frame, right? I think uh, so. Yeah. The full size, and uh, uh, I know it was in production for many many years. I think it went out of production. It started in 1935. 
Oh, did it really start tonight? Yeah. Okay. The model I'm looking at must be like a 35. The picture, like a 35-6. Look at the ejector rod. is, is shielded. Scrolling because of that photo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the picture they've got there is that's a 60s model. I could tell just by the way the ejector is shielded rather than exposed. Uh, and the high sight on the front rather than the half moon. Right. Um, I know a little about Smith's folks. Well, <laughs> also saying too, 80, 83 years later, it's still in production. Oh, yeah, it's just a different variant of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the 27 6 now or 27 7. Um, and again, I think they're making them again. I think for a little while, Smith stopped making all of these firearms. And now they brought back, they call it the Classic Series. Right. Uh, but they're, they're making them again. They took a little time off from them. That, or they got to bump sales up. Yeah, exactly right. That's right. You got to get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> uh, moving right along, the Winchester 1873 Sporter, the gun that won the West. Now, I'm curious, Earl, how the 1873 can be a 357 Magnum, but 357 Magnum wasn't invented until 1934. Hmm. Well, they just got to. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not trying to be historically accurate. We're just going to marry the best of both worlds and take an old school Western platform yeah. and put it with a popular modern day cartridge caliber. Yeah, folks, if you know the uh, the, the standard like the rifleman firearm, you know, Marlin makes them, Winchester makes them. It's the lever action firearms. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were made in 38. Um, I have one. Um, because you could feed anything that's 38 into it, 38 Super, 38 Wad Cutter, um, but they're 357s now. The new one, so they've extended. It's an old rifle with a new caliber having been introduced to it. Yeah. So you could put the, the 357 into the model 1873 Winchester. Yeah, and, and there's also too that you know I'm going to just generalize it, saying tactically it's it's an awesome situation to where your long gun is running the same caliber. As the handgun strapped yeah. to your hip, yeah, you know, regardless of which one needs to be reloaded, you've got one ammo to source to pull from. Yeah, and I, I, I love this. Like I said, because mine is a three fifty seven, and I think mine is the I have the Marlin, okay, if I recall. And um, yeah, folks, literally, uh, now it, it can't be the 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 nine millimeter. Uh, what was that one? Was it the uh, the one with the that, that has a uh, 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 a standard uh, ACP round, uh, a standard uh, semi-auto round with the extended lip, um, or excuse me, with the with the smooth lip on the rebated rim. Yes, man, I couldn't find the right word <laughs> because that would fall off. It, you, you know, it, it can't it can't have uh, so. Anyway, you can put all these rounds in there. Basically, ninety percent of anything that was ever made in thirty-eight caliber, thirty-eight short, thirty-eight long, thirty-eight Smith and Wesson, three-to-seven. Uh, all of that wad cutters will all feed in there. That's and, a lot of plinking. Uh, and you could put. One in after the other. You know, they don't yeah. have to be all the same because it's, it's got a cartridge cutoff in it. And as soon as it slides forward, it clicks behind it and that's it. You're only getting that one round in. Right. So that is really cool because it's always been, what do I got to shoot? I don't know. Just grab all that whole, that bucket of assorted stuff there. Yeah. Grab a handful. Go. Yep. Next one is uh, number three on their list is the, uh, the 357 Magnum Desert Eagle. Yes. For... for I'm sure most of our listeners know yeah. the Desert Eagle is available in other calibers besides 50 AE. One minute. Yeah. That's yeah. the beauty of it. You can yes. get it in 50 AE, you can get it 44 Magnum, and you can get it 357 Magnum. A lot of people like it in the smaller calibers. Well, that That's what I was actually getting yeah. ready to say. It's built heavy and rugged enough yeah. to survive under the huge recoil of 50 AE. Yeah. So... Forty-four, even forty-four Magnum, yep. and even more so with three fifty-seven Magnum, 
it's going to be soft shooting. Exactly. It's, it's a smooth, steady platform when you're doing that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, folks, imagine putting a, a 12-gauge round out of a cannon, okay? It's going to – 12-gauge is normally going to put you on your butt, but it's a cannon, so it's going to stay smooth. It's not a heavy pistol. It's a more stable shooting platform. There you go. There you go. Folks, stick around. we got more best of 357 as we get back from the break. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. Me started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov. I heard that. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was cooked off You're listening to Arms Room Radio Live from the Mag Swag Studios If you want to talk to the guys Go to armsroomradio.com And find out how And now, live from the magswag.com studios Coast to coast and around the world It's Arms Room Radio Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from, uh, we are Arms Room Radio, from where are we coming from? Oh, we're coming from Lo- the uh, location, location Bravo. Bravo. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the story on my brain. I almost said coming to you live from Desert Eagle. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that would be cool. I'm looking at, yeah, that'd be, we could both fit on a 50, Cal. Probably. Yeah. Um, folks, we're, uh, we're talking about the, the best 357s on the planet. The best 357 today. Magnums on a problem. Yeah, today. Yeah, I, I could tell you about tomorrow, but uh, it would just I'd be guessing. I'd be, be guessing. Be good at prognostication. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, the uh, the author so far we have covered uh, the the Smith and Wesson Model Twenty Seven, which is a classic, you know, uh, K frame revolver, uh, you know, in that uh, old three fifty seven Magnum. And then we had the Winchester eighteen seventy three. That's the uh, lever long action. Lever yeah. action, right? Right. I can just f- picture how how soft shooting that would be. Oh, it's amazing, especially when you're popping like wad cutters through it. It's oh, just like yeah. pew pew pew. It's so soft. Uh, it even with 
357 Magnum because that's the uh, the heavy octagon barrel on that 1873. Yeah. So it is. It's Ooh, literally just you know case hardened. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. would be beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, right before we went to break, we were discussing the uh, the Magnum uh, Desert Eagle, 37 Magnum Desert Eagle. Um, and the Desert Eagle does, uh, you know, like Earl said, multiple calibers. And you, listen, you can get them in gold and gold tiger stripe now. Or you can get them in, I like the plain, uh, um, it's 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 the chrome. It looks like stainless, but it's yep. just a, the silver gun. Yeah, probably a brushed stainless yep, or something yep. like that. That's that's my favorite one. The, the, the uh, We were talking about this off air. I When I first heard about the Desert Eagle, I... I honestly thought it was kind of cheesy. I mean, yeah, that's that's the you know Gucci gun or yes. barbecue gun. You buy that to show off. You don't right. actually go right. use it or anything. But more and more, I found out about the inner workings of that gun and how it operates. I mean, it's it's piston driven. It's yeah. got a you know it's got a piston similar to an AK. It's yeah, got a rotating, ro- rotating piston bolt. Yeah, yeah rotating yeah. bolt like an AR. I was yeah. like, wow, this this is actually mechanically a cool gun. The uh, the ones that I that we sold and I remember. Uh, it always seemed like we sold it to some guy who less, weighed less than 125 pounds. Oh, yeah. It just, I don't know what it was, if it was little man, you know, big gun yeah, syndrome or whatever. Competent. Uh, but that was it. Uh, Army, Navy now tied at seven. Tied at seven. Oh. Navy just scored on a. Uh, what inning? Uh, it's a, it's the bottom of the 23rd and third inning. He just got a three-point shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we First quarter, seven minutes left, uh, seven to seven, so. We'll see uh, how it works out. It's still a game. It's still a game. It is. It is. Uh, also, the only game where both, where all the participants are willing to die for you. Uh, yeah. O- only football game. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yep, yep. You're right. Uh, let's see. The, the the best 357 Magnums now, the Ruger LCR. The Ruger LCR. Now, have you I, ever I even pulled the be, trigger on one of these? I ain't going to be training with this very often. Okay. Not, uh, not much at all. That Ruger. is a lightweight package. The Ruger LCR, and if I recall, LCR is light caliber revolver? I think so, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, well, it is for our discussion. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> you didn't put it in there? That's what it is. There you go. Sounds good to me. Yeah, once again, if you, if you felt like writing it in the story, you'd have got credit for it. <laughs> but here Earl and I are with the microphone, so guess what? Um, that's how we're – it's our story, and we're sticking that's to right, it. That's right. Now, when this, when, when this first came out, they, were, uh, they had 38 and 22. Uh, and I don't remember if it was 22 Magnum or 22 Long Rifle, because that was what they, they first came I out. I think it was Long Rifle. Okay, and these are a, a polymer framed revolver. Uh, now it has some metal to it, but it's oh, mostly yeah. it's oh, mostly yeah. uh, polymer. It's got a steel chamber and barrel and all that, obviously. I mean, they, uh-uh. they, your Ruger did find the I'm going to say the perfect combination. Right, polymer components for lighter weight, yep. metal components for structural. I mean, I I, I don't doubt. Uh, I, I don't uh, have any doubts about the in structu- structural integrity of the firearm, but because of its lightweight and 357 Magnum capacity and, let's be honest, kick and recoil, yeah. I ain't training with that very often. Yeah, listen, it, the, the LCR uh, has the uh, five shots. Um, and I think it's more with the 22, but the 38, it was five shots. Then they brought out the 357. Um, and it still has the same 1.87 inch barrel on it. Yeah. So the ra- if you stood the round up on its butt, you know, just stand up the full casing and round of a 357 Magnum, uh-huh. it'd be longer than this barrel. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you know, uh, re- reading, jumping ahead of you, 
uh, Ruger did upgrade, you know, on the yes. on the barrel on the length thirty eight. Yeah. Yep. Well, they they had an aluminum frame with yep. with polymer components, but then they also went with the three fifty seven. They did upgrade it to series four hundred stainless steel frame. Yes, but still, the the, the L, Ruger LCR is intended as a defensive revolver. Load it up, throw it in your pocket, and virtually forget you have it. So yeah. in, in that situation, you know, if if you're having to pull this out of your pocket and, and engage with it, your adrenaline is going to be dumping th- so fast, you probably won't know you've expended all five rounds. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. But in the meantime, like you said, it's not my everyday trainer, that's for Dude, sure. <laughs> yeah. uh-uh, yeah. uh-uh. Uh, let's see here. Let's uh, let's take a gander into the author's fifth one, and I, I think it's a it's a nice selection. He's gone yeah, a little yeah. bit everywhere, right? Yep. yep. Um, the uh, the author picks the Colt single action army. So this is a, this is a cowboy gun, okay? Yeah. I mean, we're we're talking I, the stereotypical Colt peacemaker. I, I call this one the Alec Baldwin gun now. Is, uh, is, is, no, uh, no. Too, too soon. No. Too soon. No. Too soon? I, no, okay. it's not too soon. Oh, okay. But why 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 bash on the peacemaker like that? <laughs> It's uh, gonna it's gonna be the uh, the jailmaker for him. So <laughs> well, he didn't pull the trigger. Oh no, no, he didn't. Not he just did not pull the trigger. He just you know the was gun? holding the gun, pointing the, it at her. The gun, and the gun just went off. It just went off. It just went off. I shaved my beard for this interview. Um, let's see. He uh, he do, he doesn't grow a very good beard. No, he's got like one of those uh, uh crazy beards, like yeah, a homeless beard, yeah, like uh, yeah. some going this way and some going. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, listen, a single action army revolver, staple of cowboy and western films, like you said, uh, Earl, the nickname the Peacemaker, um, offered in 357 Magnum, but also comes in 44. It comes in a variety of calibers, um, some that are not even made anymore uh, calibers when it first came out. Um, and this is a uh, this is a great gun. If you if you don't have a single action firearm in your in your collection for Plinking, target shooting, or doing whatever, and and have a nice holster for it. That's the the deal with one of these. Is you get yourself a single action, you get a cowboy holster, oh, you get yeah. a cowboy belt yeah. with all the bullets into it. Then you gotta get the boots and the spurs. And, and the boots and the spurs. And the right? hat. That's right. That's right. And then you gotta get the voice. I'll take uh, <laughs> two cans <laughs> on the fire line. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you've you've got to you've got to have one of these. This is a. You know, we've talked about what are the three guns you have to have minimum. When you get to the point like, well, what are the ten guns you have to have minimum? This is probably like the ninth or tenth. I'm, I'm looking at the list of what, what are the 50 guns you got to have. Oh, well, I mean, listen, yeah. <laughs> when you get to the 50th one, you've got like three of these in different calibers. Yeah. The, the one I have, I, I do have a single action in my collection now. I, I actually, believe it or not, I inherited it from my mother. There you go. It uh, came with a 22 long rifle cylinder. And she's also got the cylinder for twenty two Magnum. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You don't see a lot of that anymore. Now, yeah, now, yeah. I, now I do need to get the the uh, holster and, and gun belt to go with it. There you go. There you go. I got mine from uh, Kevin Maxwell. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's see. Uh, that, that covers the authors here. Uh, Earl, uh, we got about two minutes left. Uh, you got one? <sighs> no, not really. He actually covered. I mean, I, I could get. I mean. Uh, well, my my well, because I own it, I'm gonna say the Smith 686 Plus. Yeah, uh, I've got got one in uh, six inch barrel. Right, it is kind of nice having you know everybody thinks oh you know revolver six shots. Well, mine's seven. That's right. Yeah, go over there and count while I'm shooting at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I'd go with the 686. I have the original. I don't have the plus. I have a 686, four-inch barrel, duty gun. Um, it just it's weighted perfectly for that 357. I also have a 66, which is a little more lightweight. Uh-huh. Uh, a 357 is a little bit too much pop through it. Uh, yeah, even yeah. with the four inch made perfect for 38s 38 pluses plus p pluses whatever you got um but i'd have to add to it the uh i think the 686 as well because like we said that 27 although a great great firearm from smith and wesson uh i think the 686 just just tops it a hair uh and and so that would be and i wouldn't say take the 27 off his list i'm saying Add the 686 to your list and my list Earl. That's oh yeah I, i'd never want to I, I i honestly i i agree with all his five suggestions, yeah, I would just yeah. add to it. Uh, one of the, another brand that I uh, I'm a fan of is uh, Ruger. They're yeah. they're Red Hawks, yeah. they're Black Hawks, and the Super Black Hawks. Yes, yeah, uh, all yeah. those platforms. Uh, as as much as I'm a Smith and Wesson fan for revolvers, I do have to concede Ruger makes one that's arguably stronger in the aspect of it can take a higher charge cartridge. Uh, you, you have right. less of an issue or concern of blowing up a Ruger as you might a Smith & Wesson. That's it. That's it. Get, get you one of each, folks. Get you oh one yeah. of each. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo. We shall see you after the break. The Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? 
Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. Uh, we do have the uh, we do have the game going in the background on the TV. It's muted though, and uh, we got the uh, the closed captioning going, but uh, it doesn't really tell us what the crowd noise is. So if uh, if anybody notices them, you know, talking about Brandon or anything like that, let's uh, go, Brandon. Let us, let us know. Let us know. We'd be curious. I'd like to get a little sound bite of that. Uh, you know, reach out to us there at uh, the old Arms Room radio.com uh, or go to the Facebook page. We can see that pretty easy sitting here at the uh, at the studio. Um, Earl, um, do you remember Chief Art Acevedo, Acevedo, however he pronounces his name? Somewhat, yes. Um, he was, uh, let's see, he was a commander in the California Highway Patrol, uh, was fired there, went to, I believe he was in uh, Houston. Uh, he was in Austin first. Okay. Then went to Houston then went to Miami. Wow. Um, in fact, here's a little brain tease. Do you remember the story? He was chief in Austin, and this is why we couldn't get to talk to the officer. There was a police sergeant back in the day who was a mounted patrol guy and was riding his his horse through town or through the center square, I guess, and saw a guy with a rifle. Yeah. I remember that guy was shooting out streetlights? Yeah. Okay. And this was the, the, uh, the mounted officer yes. that was holding... Yes. Holding two horses and made a one-handed he, shot. He was holding, I think he was holding one horse. He got off of his horse, was holding the horse in his right hand, Yes, I think. Used his, I, I think his left might have been a strong hand. But so, so that, single-handed. That I yeah, I know it was a single-handed yeah. shot. Okay. I don't remember which, which hand was So used, a single-handed, but. unsupported shot with a Smith & Wesson M&P 40 cal is what it was. Yeah. Takes a shot at the bad guy who's over, I think it was 105 yards away. I think so, yeah. And hits him and puts him down. Yeah, one round. Yeah, while holding the horse at dawn. It's, it's not even, the sun's not even up all the way yet because the streetlights are still on. Yep. And puts him down. And we put request after request after request to talk to that officer. And, and it finally came down to Acevedo saying, saying no. So he made our list before it was even known that he was anti-gun. Um, since then, we know he's an anti-gun guy. He went down to Miami and became their chief there and was chief there from, uh, I think it was February, March time frame until October of this year. And uh, it took six months for them to fire him. He came in there and started making uh, Cuban comments or anti-Cuban comments because he claims Cuban heritage from, uh, uh, you know, he was a child, I guess, was born in Miami, then moved to California or something like that. What, he, he was thinking because he, he claimed to be Cuban, he could be... Uh, against Cubans or, or make comments against make, them? Could, yeah, he could make comments against them or something along those lines. And again, listen, I'm not uh, I'm not saying the guy's not Cuban, not trying to take his Cuban heritage away from him, but I guess I, I guess if you're born Cuban and moved to California and and raised in a Mexican-Spanish style and then come back and try and say you're Cuban, the Cuban-Americans didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can follow that track there, but that's, and it's, a, it's a long way around. But anyway, he came in and made bad comments, was talking down about people, uh, just kind of ran that department into the dirt, and uh, he got fired back in October. Well, he uh, just this past week, he, he announced he may want to run for sheriff in L.A. County. Well, then finally decided he wasn't going to do that, I think because people in L.A. said, yeah, no, 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 senor, no, senor. Um, they did not want him. Uh he uh, he's also 
supposed to be testifying in Houston about uh, a death of one of his former officers there, and the attorneys can't find him. No idea where he is. Um, now he's not. He's not like he's in trouble or anything. He's just they can't find him. They don't know where he is right now. He uh, in Miami this this past week, three of the people that Acevedo went after for different reasons, unknown reasons, reasons that were not uh, recommended by the rest of the department, by the rest of the agency that was doing the reviewing, by the city council that looked into it. Uh, he demoted or fired them. Uh, this week, all three of them got their jobs back, reinstated to their old positions. So as majors in the, the city of Miami Police Department. So this was a correction yes. done by a bad supervisor, Correct. i.e. the sheriff. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, so... That yeah, when he was chief, he did some no nos. The current acting chief, with the blessing of the city council, corrected those issues. Good. So Good. they had they had to adjust the budget because it's a new budget cycle. They had to adjust the budget to get those three officers back their pay after they were uh, wrongfully demoted, is what it was what it was figured out. So good. Yeah, that's always good. So it's it's nice to see uh, you know Acevedo uh, going down that hole. You know, he's. he's because we all know the jo- job's hard enough yeah. when you've got to worry about your supervisors haranguing you and you know harassing you as well yep. when you're just trying to do your job. Yep, exactly right, exactly right. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, did you see that uh, Governor DeSantis says he's going to, in Florida, Florida governor, yes. Captain Florida, Yep. Uh, that uh, he says, um, listen, if the president is not going to take care of the illegal immigration in Florida. We will. Nice. And we'll hunt down the illegal immigrants. Now, uh, and I, I love the way DeSantis thinks, uh, and he plays the politics so well. He says, uh, listen, the state of Florida uh, can't export people, okay? He's not allowed to. He's, he's just he's a governor, right? He's, he's, he's a state governor. Um, what? Hold on. Yes. Export them. Oh, I'm sorry. Outside, uh, not of export. He can't. Uh, he can't uh, send De- them back. Deport. He can't deport. Yes. Thank oh, okay, you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. He cannot deport the people was, under the state under the state flag. Okay. I was going to say for export, you mean oh, out of the state yeah, or yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, country? Right, thank you. Yeah, oh, man. Um, so he can. Uh, he cannot export them. Uh, uh, or deport them. He cannot <laughs> deport them. Here's here's where I'm going with this. Okay. Is is. There's an export in the story. I'm just jumping the gun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he cannot deport let's, them out of the state of Florida. I say you got an English yeah, minor. Let's right. Get, let's get this put it to use. <laughs> he he cannot deport them out of the state of Florida uh, to another country because he does not have that ability to do so as the governor. However, he can export them to another state from Florida. from Florida. Yeah. So he said. I, I, I don't know. I Joe wonder. Biden's from Delaware. That seems like a good state. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't let me set it up. I yeah. wonder what state. Oh, he has sorry, in mind. sorry. <laughs> yeah, he got uh, he got Delaware on the on the mind, baby. There Delaware on the mind. There so, you go. So he says, uh, "Yeah, we'll take care of this problem. We got uh, we got a solution for you, buddy boy." Well, that's what I look at. Is if you know if the president doesn't think it should be that bad of a or big of a deal for us to deal with them in our hometown, let's let him deal with them in his hometown. As well, yeah, and then see what he thinks about the situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, I say put him. Yeah, put him in uh, in Delaware. And uh, oh, listen, and, and, and I understand. I'm sorry, my, my our good friends over at Delaware 105.9 FM. Um, we don't we don't want them at your house. Okay, so, so, so we want to just uh, literally like on Joe's lawn. On you know that's that's where you go. And if you live next to Joe, 
Eh. Sorry about your luck. Yeah, you, you listen, the Secret Service building the fence is probably pissing you off anyway. <laughs> you you want to leave. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I know we can send them to D.C. There's plenty of plenty of green grass there. Let the, let them live there, you know, at, uh, uh, in, the, in the wading pond. They can use that as the bathing pond. Ooh, so, yeah. yuck. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Tasty. Uh, Imagine how that smells in the uh, summer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It, it's it's good. It's good fight. We've seen uh, DeSantis win many of these battles. Uh, you know, against uh, against Biden and uh, I, I early. You know, I I want it as much as I like watching uh, DeSantis jab and and beat Biden for the most part. Uh, I, I, I just want it to be over too. I, I want I want I want to be. I want, can we have some normal governance going on? Yeah. So our governor can get back to doing, you know, all the things a good governor should do. Not that he's not doing those, but when you got to focus on fighting the crap coming out of D.C., you know, yeah, I just just think of you know our, our government is fighting against itself. Yeah. Just think of how much better place this country would be if our government wasn't arguing with itself. I mean, you know. I know most of our our listeners all feel pretty much the same we do is that President Trump was a very very good president. Think Huge. Of, <laughs> yeah. Think about how much better of a job he would have done if he didn't have to focus the time that he did have to focus on fighting the government against dealing with the American people. Yeah, that his presidency, we had the government fighting the president on how to handle the country. One minute. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, oh well. Uh, Though I do have to, you know, getting back to Governor DeSantis, Captain Florida, I love how he did take the opportunity to signing in a lot of laws and bills for the state of Florida in the city of. Brandon, Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. It was logistics. Yeah, 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 yeah. we was yeah. in that you know, part of the state. Folks, that's the first hour here. Join us again for the second hour. Army's up ten to seven over Navy until second hour. Please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Deltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. 
Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from location Bravo. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. Got about an hour left here together. Uh, speaking of together, I don't do the program by myself. Let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow compatriot on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Man, that six-minute break goes by quick. Right? Yep. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. Uh, you and I are sitting here having a conversation, getting ready to make a walk towards the uh, the, the latrine, and uh, never even happened. So uh, if we see Nancy, folks, it's because we're dancing in our pants right now. Uh, <laughs> Earl. Uh, Glad I'm wearing shorts. Ooh, um, I get the trash can. Um, the, uh, <laughs> we were uh, All right, moving on, moving on. talking uh, during the first segment of the program uh, about uh, shot show with all of us, those confirmed to go in. So I, I know because this will probably this is the third. Well, last year's was canceled. Year before you didn't go, so this will be three years since you've been. Easily okay, if, which if not more, yeah. which means, which e- means uh, everything's changed. Everything's changed, and the most common question I'm going to have to answer is: Is Earl really the great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone? Yes, and it's yes. It's yes. I know we've uh, we've told the story before. Every you know once or twice a year, my uh, let's my say it start it starts off with I was a show and tell. That's project. right. My daughter took you to show and tell at her school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you talked to all the childrens, and they uh, they had a blast. So it was it was pretty pretty fun time. But yeah, it's true. And uh, come get your picture with them. You know, yeah. <laughs> with the with the relative of uh, Daniel Boone. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I, I still remember the look on your face. You know, she was talking about you know history project. Mentioned Daniel Boone or something, and I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm related to him." What? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess there you know uh, there had to be a certain number of Boons, right? Uh, at the time, we there's you know there's there's Millers, there's Johnsons, there are all of that, and you just figure, well, you know, it's a common name. Well, and then you come to realize, no, no, it's a common name now, thanks to the virility and journeying of uh, Daniel Boone <laughs> it's a, he made sure it became a common name yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was uh, spreading the wealth so to, so to speak you know so yeah. uh, Earl we got uh, we have some uh, statistics uh oh stats time for stats some, time for some stats time for some stats folks uh, you know you can listen to us live 
uh, or uh, you know, at, uh, during your radio rebroadcast during the week, whatever station you happen to be in, you know, 40, 50 stations around the country. And we love every one of you. Uh, I, Delaware, we're sorry. We didn't mean to send you all the... Uh, uh, all of the uh, the bad people from Florida. So uh, we'll talk to Governor DeSantis. We'll find another state. We'll find a state that doesn't carry arms room radio to send them in. Uh, we could we could do that. Um, let's see. Let's see. So we have the top ten countries where arms room radio is listened to. If you're going to go on the internets and listen that way, or you're going to be downloading and listen that way on, on the interwebs. On the interwebs. On the interwebs. Exactly right. Number one. Once again. Back-to-back World War II champs, USA. USA! 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 We got it. We got We, You know what? Uh, I think the Chinese are going to boycott us now. Yeah, are, so. Are we going to, are we... Are we, are we doing like a boycott, but we're not, we're doing not like, we're doing like a diplomatic boycott? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Does that mean we still send the athletes, but we don't send the diplomats? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. It's some, it's, he's trying to make you think he's doing something, but he's not. So... Uh, number two, uh, always continuing to climb on the list. Country number two, the top ten radio station or top ten uh, countries where, you, where the arms room radio is listened to. Country number two, Cambodia. Wow. I, uh, cool, <laughs> I awesome. Did. Yeah, I bet it. Why? Yeah, don't know, don't know. So I, th- uh, I think there must be a, an internet server, yeah, or like something a relay station yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's gotta be something gotta like be, that. Yeah. Uh, number number three is the United Kingdom. And, uh, and, and Great Britain and all of her uh, properties. We are not amused. <laughs> Number four, our great friends to the our friends to the Great White North up hey. in uh, Canada. Hello, Canada. Oh, Canada. Uh, Kevin must be on the move again because number five is the Russian Federation. Dobry utra. Yeah. Stolichnaya. Oh, Martina Nevertolova. Nadia Komaniche. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Number six, Singapore. Singapore. Hey, Singapore. What's up? How's it going? Uh, Number seven, Deutschland. Zafada Zafada Land. Yeah, Germany. Germany. Jawohl. This might be a a new entry here on the list. Okay. Um, And we know somebody from there. Okay. The former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. Oh, yes, we do. Yep. <laughs> to, what was it? Tudor. Tudor. Yep. Tudor. And uh, that, that's probably not how you say his name, but that's how we said it. Tudor. Yeah. Tudor. And, and, and if we did say it wrong, you know, or uh, wrong and or disrespectful, it was all meant in jest. Yes. Once yeah. uh, once he he left left us, he uh, he went to the the Marine Corps. Uh, Uncle Sam's yeah. misguided children. Yeah, yeah. And doing well there, from what I heard last yes, time I heard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Macedonia. Yeah, we used to say he was. He, he, where are you from? Macedonia. We we're like, Mexiconia. Where's that? <laughs> is that like on the northern part? No, it's Macedonia. Yeah, Mexiconia. Is that is that in the Baja Peninsula? Where's that? Like, Come on, so, dude. Pick a real country. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> Macedonia. Like, all right. Show number, me on the map. Number number seven. And he couldn't. Number seven uh, was the uh, Belgium. Belgium. Ooh, oh. chocolate and beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Give me some Blue Moon. And uh, number ten, Spain. España. Ah, good stuff, good stuff. So, so welcome, uh, top ten countries where you listen to Arms Room Radio. Uh, should, we, should we check big cities? Should we check see what, okay. the, what the big cities are? Wow, number one city this week, Washington D.C. 
Wow. Is that, uh, or, or well, you know why? Because uh, Biden was overseas. So yeah, yeah. everybody He's listen. gone. We yeah. can play now. We can listen to whatever, whatever we wanted. Yeah. Uh, you get down to city number five, yeah, uh, Palm Pen, Cambodia. Uh, huh. uh, this one's good. Where, New Hampshire? Where? Where? <laughs> okay. Where? <laughs> where? Yeah. Where? Where? New, New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Third base. <laughs> so, uh, anything odd? Anything weird? No, nah, these all look like normal cities. Okay. Thank you for following. Thank you for following us. Moscow's on the list, so. Uh, they're a little bit further down, but yeah. Listen, uh, um, let's see. We got uh, got Major Bill coming uh, this uh, hour. We hope uh, we're gonna reach out to him, make sure, double confirm, double check. Um, he's probably out violating rights. Oh well, you know, I mean, it, it is One the minute. weekend. It is the weekend. Yeah, he's, that's he's, true. Uh, that's true. he's got spare time on his hands. Um, he's he's got to catch up for that uh, quota. He says it doesn't exist. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. That's exactly right. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I, as much as I love ribbing him, I've got to keep it under check. He'll want to have a roadside conference with me. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yep. Let me introduce you to Mr. Baton. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, that that I can take. I'm man enough. It's gonna hurt, but yep. I'll take it. Yep. I just don't. You know, that's my job. Don't don't hit there. Press hard. You're making seven copies. Oh, yeah, Sign there here. There you, oh. there you go. Now I got to get my boss involved. You're Man. listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Location Bravo. We'll see you after the break. He, he knows how to hit you where it hurts. Figure it out. The Keltech PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance... Brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. One minute. The Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. <laughs> You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from location Bravo. Uh, Earl, it appears as though uh, there is a uh, th- there's a bunch of uh, gun buybacks going on this weekend. <laughs> you so, mean you mean more waste of money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy your gun buybacks because listen, they didn't buy them in the first place. So how can they buy them back? Yeah. from you. Um, but I want I want to read you uh, this article, folks, um, just so we can tear it up and make you aware of everything, and uh, and we want you to help spread the information to those that uh, you know might be considering something like this. Uh, so you, you can tell them how uh, how ridiculous it is. All right, uh, this is uh, annual gun buyback Saturday. Now this is up in uh, this is in Massachusetts. Okay, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Uh, because the story starts in now. It says Worcester, but having known, having lived very close to there, and uh, Worcestershire. It's no, it's it's Worcester. What? Yeah, it's uh, they say Worcester. It's pronounced. It's it's spelled W O R C E S T E R Worcester or Worcester. It's but they pronounce it Wooster. Yeah. And it's also he probably you know looking for his khakis. That's right. Yeah. That's, you know, that's right. Right, not, yeah. not not the pants he's wearing, right, yeah. but you know the 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 keys yeah. to start his car. Don't don't park your car in the yard. Don't and don't fart in the park car. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, Unless you roll the windows down. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Wooster and eight other police departments in Wooster County will conduct the 20th annual Goods for Guns buyback today as part of the collaborative initiative to try to reduce the number of firearms in the community. Earl, we know that we have to get rid of firearms in the community because they are running rampant, killing people. Yeah, you know, these, these guns are running up and down the street. Sometimes at night I'll look out the window and you'll see a pack of them tearing into your my, my trash cans. And I'm like, you guns get out of there. Go home. Yeah, the, the revolvers yeah. are worse about oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They get the spur on the back. They do, you know? they do, and they, they like they, they they look at you with it too. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do about yeah. it? Yeah, why don't you meet me out here at noon? This town's <laughs> not big enough for the two of us. You know how many? You know how many? Uh, 
How many deaths could have been prevented if they just built bigger towns back then? Yeah. This town's not big enough for the build, two of us. Well, I'm a, contra- I'm a contractor, so lucky us, you know. Yeah, I can make it bigger. <laughs> 36 months. Uh, people can drop off firearms unloaded and wrapped up uh, in a paper bag, wrapped up or in a bag, and collect a gift card for groceries without having to provide identification or weapon information. So let me uh, make sure you understand this, folks. You can uh, drop off a firearm, you know, uh, a gun, a rifle, a pistol, uh, right there at those eight police departments, uh, plus Wooster. And uh, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. Evidently, that day you've got magical pass powers to have that firearm throughout the rest of the day. Because can't own a firearm in Massachusetts without your firearms owner's pre-approved identification card. So if you happen to illegally have this firearm and you want to get rid of it, <laughs> what we'd like you to do is get in your car, commit that felony. You, you can so violate you, the law because you're just wanting to uphold the law. What? Wait a minute. Yep. Uh, then unload it. Oh, by the way, if you don't know how to unload it, I, I guess you, you can't turn it in. Yeah. You know, let's say that you actually have those people out there. The, 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 the woman who, uh, you know, the husband died 10, 15 years and, you know, she's going through a drawer she hadn't been through in a while and finds a 38 snub nose. She doesn't know anything about it. Right. You know, what do you want her to do? You know, Old, le- leave it loaded, take it in the car and take it down to you? Yeah. Or, or, the, or the family, you know, grandpa just passed away. Yep. And they, you know, grandpa was a World War II veteran. Yep. And they go through the attic and find grandpa brought home a grease gun. There you go. Right. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. In that case, folks, you go to armsroomradio.com <laughs> and you give us, you give us, a, you ring us up is what you do. We'll take care of that for you. Legally, take care of that for you. Uh, you get a gift card for these. Um, Earl, have you ever have you ever stopped and watched these uh, these gun buybacks? And I, you and I have done this before. We've taken some trash guns to them, you know, because well, you have. Uh, uh, hey, we we can't get rid of these guns unless we turn them over to the police. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, twice a year I get a hundred bucks out of them for this. <laughs> um, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. That's it. That's it. Um, and guess what they're doing? The guy standing right there checking the firearm in may not. Uh, May not be taking your information down, but somebody oh, is. Yeah. Let you know this right yeah. now, folks. So you're, you're probably on camera some way, somehow. Somebody is, because if this gun comes back to having killed Kennedy, you're getting a phone call. Yeah, they they okay? want to at least want to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, and the police are going to ask you questions as well, by the way. Uh, so what, what do you know about this gun? Uh, lawyer. You know, yeah. What was there a problem with it? Lawyer. 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 <laughs> Lawyer. So this, uh, this is big time spending up there. The police department is going to give out gift cards worth $25 for rifles. $50 for handguns and 75 for automatic or semi-automatic guns. Folks, uh, if you're in Massachusetts there and you're in Worcester, I'd almost wait to go down to New Jersey because New Jersey gives like $250 out for assault rifles. Well, the thing is I want to know is you know, if I bring in a semi-automatic handgun, do I get fifty bucks because it's a handgun and seventy five because it's semi automatic? Oh, you're you're right. I think so. You're right. Or, or twenty five bucks for a rifle and seventy five bucks because it's a semi automatic rifle? Yeah. What if you take like an AR pistol? Because it's 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 a rifle but a auto, semi automatic and a handgun. Well, not really. By by the, by ATF definition, they're not going to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Pronounce their own town name, your own town name wrong. Hey, hey, hey! Don't be broadcasting the the ambiguity 
of, of the rules <laughs> yep. that were were utilized. What if it's a twenty six and a half inch other? Yeah, remember your 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 wording. When ambiguity is given, don't seek don't clarification. Seek clarification. Yep. Uh, the program is a collaborative effort between the city, UMass Memorial Medical Center, the Wooster County District Attorney's Office, Wooster Police Department, and the Wooster Department of Health. I just love this story. Wooster. I get to keep saying yeah. Wooster. <laughs> yeah, you, you just get to keep like saying Wooster. Started in 2002, this program has collected about 3,700 weapons. And you know what has happened during that time, Earl? Nada. Nothing. No change. No change. Uh, and just so you also know, folks, um, the, those those guns. They're being turned in, and they're going to be, and if possible, if if operable, if desired, so they're being converted to government use. Probably. And we know rule number one of firearm safety is: don't let the government take yeah, your gun. Never give you exactly right. Don't give your government your guns. Let's see. Uh, and just look at it in the coldest, callous possible way. If you have a firearm that you don't want in your house, yes, these. Buyback programs might be the easiest for you, but financially, it's the worst decision. You can go to any federal firearms licensed uh, store. You can go to a pawn shop, and they'll definitely give you probably easily at minimum twice anything is being offered for you at these buyback programs. Here's another one of the big lies. Uh, organizers said that they found that many people weren't coming for the reimbursement. They were coming because there was no other place to bring guns without proper paperwork and ownership proof. Okay, so these are people, right, that own guns uh, illegally. And like we just said, now they're traveling illegal, traveling illegal with them to get there. Yep. Uh, and, and here it is. It says these guns are, are, are guns that people found, ones that are inherited, ones that they stole. Uh, it gives them the agency and the opportunity to rid their home of a gun. No, it doesn't. What it does, it gives them the opportunity to get these firearms, uh, to get money for them, so they can go back out on the street uh, again and do it, do it, commit more crimes. Right uh, here it goes. It shows gun. It, this shows gun owners were not confiscating weapons or coming after the Second Amendment. Okay, you just said that the guns are being owned illegally. Because your, your tyrannical laws have made firearms illegal in your state. So, yes, you are coming after the Second Amendment because they're not allowed to own these firearms because they don't have your extra licensing provisions to own a firearm to protect themselves and their family. Right? So, you're already lying there. And now, here's the other big lie. We're just saying that an unsecured weapon in home is a public health problem. It's a public health problem, bro. You know? Cars. Cars that commit DUIs. A public health problem. Public health is the big lie. Remember before it was, it's for the children? Yeah. It's for the children. Now, yeah. it's a public health problem. Uh-huh. Why? Because the guns are walking around shooting people? Okay? You might be able to get the weak-minded left on, on, on board with that, all right? When you're playing your Jedi mind, trying to play your Jedi mind trick with them about how evil guns are. But guns are not a public health problem. Mental health is a public health problem, okay? Yes. Uh, even I'd even say that worrying about COVID is a mental health problem. But firearms themselves are not a public health problem. You, sir, are a public health problem for thinking we're stupid enough to believe this. Yeah. It's, 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 it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. So, again, if you're up in Massachusetts and you want to get rid of a gun, go to armsroomradio.com. Hook us up. We'll get you to an FFL, and you can mail it down here. And if it's a decent gun, I'll send you 100 bucks. I'll send yeah. you 50 bucks. Yeah, Send me a picture of it. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Location Bravo. 
Stick around. We'll be back after the break. And everything Mike just said is legal. Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program with all of the above and more selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. Major Bill is on hold. Thank you. Oh, no. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next, and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me, and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Specialist Ronald Wildrick died December 11, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Wildrick, 30, of Blairstown, New Jersey, was assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 35th Infantry Regiment, 3rd Brigade Combat Team, 25th Infantry Division, Schofield Barracks, Hawaii. He was killed in action in the Kaz Kunar District, Kunar Province, Afghanistan of wounds caused by an improvised explosive device. 
Governor Christie ordered flags at all state buildings to be flown at half-staff to honor the northwestern New Jersey soldier after he was killed in Afghanistan. Flags were lowered on January 12, 2011 in his honor. Wildrick was raised in Byram Township, Sussex County, and graduated from Lenape Valley Regional High School in 2000. Also killed was Sergeant Christopher L. Muniz, 24, of New Kayama, California. Gentlemen, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for sponsoring the Fallen Heroes segment of the program. You've uh, done that since day one. Folks, if you know anybody on here that you'd like to hear, if you know anyone that you'd like to hear on here on the Fallen Hero uh, segment, just reach out to us at armsroomradio.com, and it would be our honor to do so. Hey, on the line with us, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing this weekend? Doing well. Doing well. Yeah, not too shabby, sir. How are things with you? Oh, things things are well as well. All is well that ends well. Well is good. Well, you know how that goes. Yes. Well, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, no, things are, things are uh, doing good, getting out there... Uh, you know, dealing with uh, we we are in the silly season. Oh yes, so we're we're uh, dealing with that. So that always leads to some some good stories. So uh, just just watching and uh, listening and waiting for some of those things to uh, to pop their heads up, and we can uh, bring them to the arms room audience, but. I think I got a pretty good story today because right. whenever it involves Florida man, you know it's got to be good. Wasn't that a commercial or something way back when we were kids? I think it was. Uh, yeah, I remember something like that. But well, let's it, it, not too far uh, from you. It's just a little further north than you guys up there. But you know, let's go up to uh, Gatorland. Uh, let's go up to Gainesville, Florida for this Florida man story. And a uh, man by the name of Andre Abrams, 57, of Gainesville, is tracing three counts of felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without the intent to kill. Uh, He was arrested last week uh, after Thanksgiving, and he has since posted a $15,000 bond and is awaiting uh, when his court date is going to be. Now he has threatened. Uh, he has threatened his neighbors over a, a long process of of, the, of parking disputes in front of their <laughs> uh, their residences. There, right. So he got tired of it one day. Uh, they had three people pull up in a, in a car. He got mad about it and threatened them. Well, what's to say that that's such a big deal. Well, it is Florida. So what Mr. Abrams did is he came out uh, and stood on his porch and he produced 
a flamethrower. Nice. Wow. Yes, you heard me he produced a, uh, I believe it's an XM42 light flamethrower. It's sold uh, uh, on the internet uh, out of Canada. Ooh. And it only costs you $900. And you, you too can, uh, can roast uh, marshmallows with your flamethrower if you so choose. Uh, but as they had the dispute over the parking, um, he came out with his flamethrower and ignited it. Uh, now, <laughs> for this particular flamethrower, this XM42, uh, will shoot flames up to 20 feet. So it was a, it was a show, uh, y- you might say. Right, right. Uh, and according to the neighbors, it lit up the entire street. So, uh, you know, not exactly how you want to handle that type of situation. Um, when he was contacted, he said he could not talk about the details of the case. Uh, but he is quoted as saying that these neighbors are the worst that could be in any neighborhood. And the situation, and wait for it, the situation must be brought to light. Very cool. That's his quote. Yep, yep. So evidently he wanted he wanted to shed some light on the <laughs> subject of, of the parking disputes with his his flamethrower. Uh, and if you're curious, um, you know, flamethrowers are not illegal in Florida. In fact, they're only illegal in California and Maryland. Um, now, Florida does have a ban on uh, shotgun rounds known as Dragon's Breath, yes. which... Uh, you guys are familiar with it shoots out the, the, the flaming projectiles from a shotgun. Yes, but there's nothing there that says, "Hey, Florida man, you want a flamethrower? Go get yourself a flamethrower." Yeah, you know, I'm on the website right now, and it gives a couple of reasons you may want to buy one. Let me just give those to you real quick. Um, one is clearing snow and ice. You never know. You never know in Florida when that's going to happen. Um, exactly. Uh, eliminating weeds. Okay, great, great. Just got to make sure the weeds are not next to the house, right? Um, controlled burns, forestry, agricultural. Those are all good reasons. Firefighting and training. Insect hive control. Oh, that would take care of a wasp nest, wouldn't it, Earl? Oh, oh it, yeah. well, <laughs> you're, you're going high-tech with a flamethrower. I grew up with a lighter and a can of WD-40. Right, there you go. There That's you a go. handheld flamethrower. Uh, here, here's, here's one where I, I would not thought that would have worked, um, but uh, I'll, I'll try it next time at concerts. You could bring a flamethrower to a concert, yeah, right? That's that's taking uh, you know, holding up a lighter for the for the slow songs sure. to an extreme. TV movies, uh, pyrotechnic displays, bonfire starting, or simply a fun display of fire. So there you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, there's nothing in there that says you should use it to settle parking disputes no it does not listen i'm surprised that with a name like abrams this guy didn't didn't make himself a kill dozer and come out with one of those <laughs> to take care of it he didn't build a tank you know most one of the most famous tank names in the world are the abrams tanks i'm surprised this guy didn't make one and just there you go I'm gonna park because you know where you park a tank earl anywhere you want anywhere to. you want to you know that's <laughs> just gonna leave this right here that is the truth you know, and I mean, what says 
F you to your neighbors more than a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A tank with a flamethrower. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Flamethrowing tank. I mean, we, we used those in World War II. We sure and, did. But, well, we sure it, did. You know, when you had to clear out some, you know, hedgerows, maybe. That's right. I, I don't, or, you know, some bunkers or something like that. That's right. It, you know, it real well. Yep, yep. Yeah, German pillboxes. There you go. There you go. Um, exactly right. Oh, well. Uh, well, we got about a got about a minute minute and a half left. Uh, any anything coming up on the calendar for you, sir? Anything? Any holiday plans? Uh, yeah the 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 family is going to be in town, so I'm going to have to uh, you know <laughs> work overtime. Nice <laughs> socialize. Uh, well, I work overtime. That's what. I, well, I'm salary, so <laughs> I, I'm sure there'll be you know so, something that I'll have to uh, that I'll be called in. But I I, I will be up. Uh, uh, up there next month. Uh, One minute. Some uh, incident command training there that go. I'm going to be uh, putting on uh, for FEMA. So, uh, other than that, uh, hopefully, uh, just ride into the uh, the new year and put a lot of this silly stuff behind us. Well, there you go. That sounds like a plan. And uh, while you're doing that, make sure that you and all of your folks out there are safe when you're doing it. Absolutely, and especially during this time of year, folks, all of our voting systems, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, watch your sets. You want to arms or radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. The guys will see you right after the next break. Deltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you.
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from Operation... What do we know? Where are we? Location Bravo. Location Bravo. There we go. There we go. Bonehead. I'm just testing you. Just testing you. Yeah, um, I'm sure. actually trying to. I'm actually. I, I can't find the last story. I can't find the last story. The uh, the the police shooting up in. Uh, oh, I know why. Uh, it, it's, it's over on the other page. Um, there was a uh, uh, a shooting up in uh, the Jacksonville area uh, with with ATF agents. And normally yes. we talk about uh, ATF being well. You know, we we give you the uh, the bad parts about ATF. Yeah. Well, we, we disagree with we disagree with ATF. Um, so I, I wanted to give you a little bit and cover a little bit what was going on where I think they've done some things right. Uh, and I think things have, uh, uh, are, are going the right way there as well. Um, uh, so this is uh, ATF, uh, and I'm sure it was not by themselves because I think they've learned this lesson. They were doing a, serving a search warrant at a house. Shots were fired. No one struck by gunfire as federal agents attempted to serve a search warrant. Now, this says Thursday evening. Okay, Thursday evening. So the first thing that I would suggest is uh, evening warrants, date, nighttime warrants are not good. Okay, no. because we know that's when the homeowner, whether innocent, whether guilty or not, has no idea who's coming through their door, and uh, if legally in the possession of firearms, and someone's coming through the door, they may try to, you know, use that force to stop, you know, the aggressor. The daytime clearly lets people be seen, law enforcement be seen as as who they are. Right. right? If, uh, I, if I see a silhouette of a human being with a with let's just say a long gun firearm on my property or busting in my door, it's nighttime. There's no you know I I you know, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I don't really have a lot of lights on in the house. There's no street lights or anything like that out you know out in the backyard. Yeah, I'm I'm likely to do that. But if it's daytime. Where I can clearly see that's a law enforcement officer in uniform, <laughs> then I'm going to say, "Oh crap! Why are you busting down my door?" Yeah, absolutely right. Now, listen, if you're going to do it at night, um, you want it with all the lights on, everything. You want to make announcements. You want you want red and blue lights, not just shining bright lights. Right, you know, right, you, right. you want to do all of that. So, um, looking at, you know further down the story here. The chief of investigations at the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office up there said that the uh, ATF agents were conducting a search warrant at the home at approximately 1.40 in the afternoon. All right, that's daytime. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the first thing we have to do is chastise the reporter here who uh, doesn't know the difference between the evening and 1.40 in the afternoon. They say, uh, agents say when they, when they arrived at the house, a gentleman outside the house picked up a handgun, and pointed it at the ATF agents. Okay. Ooh, I don't yeah. have to go any further than That's this. That's a no-no. I don't have That's to go any no-no. further than this. Um, whatever you feel about warrants and service and time of day and anything else, um, when you see the police, yeah, you do not point your gun at the police. No. Okay? When you point your gun at the police, they're going to point theirs back and pull the triggers. Yeah. Okay? Pointing, uh, pointing your gun at the police gets you shot. Yes. And it's going to be justified, especially at 1.40 in the afternoon when they walk up and it says stuff like police, federal agent, officer, you know, and they got the tack vest on and, you know, the badge is hanging from their neck. Pointing the gun at the police is not the right answer. All right. Even if you, even if you're as guilty as can be, you know what? 
risking everybody else around you taking a bullet is not the right thing. Who's in the house behind you? Who's in the who's, who's, who's next door to you? All right, you got kids running around there. You want to have a gunfight with the police? No. You deserve to catch one in the forehead is what you deserve. Uh, when asked if the man fired a shot, the uh, sheriff's office said that's still under investigation. Now, no one was struck by gunfire, uh, according to the sheriff's office, but three men were taken into custody. Now, we, we do know from the story that I guess agents did fire their weapons, uh, or at least one agent fired a weapon, but we have no uh, no, no, no indication anybody was hit. We know that uh, the it, mu- it must have been a flyer, okay? Yeah, that, that, that agent needs to spend some time on the range. Well, and that's the second part of this conversation, and that goes to everyone. Everybody that owns a firearm, all right? Um, here you have some, some highly trained individuals, and I'll, and I'll risk to say uh, more highly trained than your average concealed carrier or your, your, your average civilian gun owner. I hope. Your average civilian gun owner is going to, yeah, listen, in some states, four hours, and some states, none. Hey, maybe you're former military and you got a million hours on that rifle. Uh, maybe you're a former cop and you got you know 80 hours on it. But for the most part, I think we could agree on saying that law enforcement with their 100 hours of firearm training in an academy and their you know, 40 hours of retraining every year thereafter um, would, would probably be in the top category of trained people with, with firearms. Yeah. Right? This just goes to show that even with all of that training, uh, you, you could miss. Well, you, you, could, you, could, you could pull the trigger and it might, it might be a flyer. You're all excited. Have you trained at a high heart rate? Have you done? Yeah, the, 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 the pucker factor is yeah. probably through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They did not intend. I guarantee you, they didn't intend to find somebody in the yard with a gun. Oh, you know? yeah. You know, yeah. they were going to hit the house, not you know hit the yard, right? So this guy has now made them, uh, you know, have to react even sooner. Uh, let's see. Uh, as the evening went on, agents were seen removing multiple boxes of items from the house. Uh, the ATF spokesperson from Tampa said uh, that. This is an example of how dangerous it is for agents doing their job. And nobody, nobody I think, disagrees that oh, no. law enforcement is a dangerous job. Uh, it says it is the mission of the ATF to investigate criminal activity as it occurs. And unfortunately, sometimes situations do arise where gunfire occurs. Uh, I think he probably could have worded that a little better, but all right. Um, it is our goal to protect citizens. and No, it's not. We've The Supreme Court's proven that. Uh, it's not your job to protect citizens. It's your job to... Uh, respond afterwards and uh, fill out the paperwork. That's right. That's right. Uh, San Jose case. As, uh, as much as we're we're pro gun and yeah. pro Second Amendment, we do realize there are criminals using using yes. and modifying firearms yeah. in, in an illegal manner, which clearly falls directly under the ATF's uh, jurisdiction. Or you know, like how many how many different articles have we talked about, or stories we talked about of of uh, gun dealers, manufacturers, whatever making fully automatic rifles and they're going out the back door yeah that's clearly something the atf needs to investigate yeah absolutely right absolutely right um this was weird this is weird the way this is worded um it is our goal to protect citizens and ensure prohibited persons or felons in possession of firearms are not in possession and stop gun trafficking. Yeah, we get that. This is the unusual part. After the scene was secured following the gunfire, DEA agents were called in as a neutral law enforcement agency to help ATF agents with their investigation since JSO was called in to investigate the gunfire. Huh? Wait a minute. Is, is, does Jacksonville fall under? We did an, a story a while ago 
about one of the the cities or something got got a weird law and the I think the sheriff wanted to be a jerk and exercise that law because of a I'm going to say a pro second amendment law came up that the the county can't help the federal government on an anti-gun case no that's that's not jacksonville that's uh but yeah you know that would make sense if that were true but jacksonville there's 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 no second amendment sanctuary uh uh, jacksonville ordinance right yeah but that that, that would that would make sense though that would make sense. I don't know. Maybe just they didn't have enough ATF agents to continue the investigation while those guys are going through now the shooting investigation rather than yeah, the criminal investigation. Yeah. And the DEA is there to do the criminal investigation now So, of the original reason. So that makes sense. That makes sense. They, they just needed more letters on scene. They, they, there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, gonna, they've, they're also going to call out the SPC, SPCA. I think we're all there there because there's, there's feral cats running around. Uh, it's Jacksonville. See the feral cats <laughs> or feral chickens. They're just everywhere. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Well, I guess that's it. We're just getting ready to wrap up, wrap up the program. We uh, we thank uh, Major Bill for calling in. It's uh, It's been nice. He's, it's been what, two weeks or so, I think, since we had him with us. So it's He's nice to have him back. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Do not believe. That major bill is going to be going to SHOT Show with us. Um, you heard him say he's going to be teaching some federal classes. And that's during the SHOT Show week. Uh, so Bummer. Yeah, yeah, bummer for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, bummer for us because he used to carry stuff for us. Yeah. <laughs> he had the badge. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, carry this. Yeah. I was talking about the radio equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're the new guy. Hey, new guy. Get hey, FNG, tote <laughs> this. Oh, boy. I outrank you. Not in this show, you don't, buddy. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's halftime army Navy game army currently up 13 to seven. Come on army. You're going to need you One to beat minute. the spread. Uh, you know, that's, that's not enough time yet. Uh, excuse me. That's not enough points yet. And, uh, and we're not at the over under as well. So, uh, t- time to do, but it looks like army's ready to roll and the army goes rolling along. Yay. Say hi, hi, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to sing the army song. Good. Um, folks until, uh, until we see you next week here on the program, uh, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. Go Army. Beat Navy. And SHOT Show announcements to come. The Deltex Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity. Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. All right, that's it. Good job. Thank you. See you next week. Yes, sir.